so I live in Spain. I'm a co-founder of Lightyear, which is an integration platform. Um, and this is all written in code. So uh, the, one of the things I got into is, of course, having uh, OpenAI on the platform. So writing code using the OpenAI API. And then the other part would be like as a designer using um, AI to kind of like collaborate or get some initial ideas to to create the final design, for instance. Cool, yeah. Um, and then just to clarify for everybody out there, if you want to go check it out um, while you're watching this, it's runlightyear.com. So is it just you working on the project? Do you have a team? What's no. your team look like? How, built, how big um, is it? How did you get them together? All that stuff. <laughs> It's still early stage. I, I co-founded this with Eric. Eric is uh, the real engineer behind all this. I can code, but not at the, at the same level. Um, and then we have like a couple of contractors um, for like testing and, and quality. So it's like, it's very early stage. We're actually going like, like today is like the first day people can like sign up without going through a wait list. So that's kind of the stage where we're at. Got a couple of people using it get some good feedback and now we're like opening it up for uh, everyone else. Very nice. So can you just tell us a little bit like for the layman, what is the project and how does it work? Okay. So basically what we have created is like, there are a lot of like no code tools out there where you can tie together different services like Slack or OpenAI or Google Sheets. And what we realize is that you can do a lot of stuff with uh, with this like through code, if you like can program or have some experience, sometimes code might be like a lot easier and more powerful to do it. So that's kind of what sort of the main idea behind it is. And then what we found is like with the whole AI revolution, if you will, um, it's all like based on text or code. So it's actually has become like a pretty big, uh, benefit to us also in like creating the platform. Very nice. So who are you looking uh, to use this project? Who the audience is? Yeah. Yeah. Who's the target for your project? The target would be people that have experienced programming and have gone through the whole uh, sort of painful integration exercise. Either they tried to do something on their own without any tools or they felt somewhat limited by using no-code tools. That would, uh, would say it's like sort of the prime uh, candidates to use our platform. And uh, is that kind of where you got the idea too? Are you are you a yeah. uh, coder yourself? Does Someone find frustrations and then say yes, okay. yeah, yeah, absolutely. There were like, you know, when you sort of start out with no code, and it and it can work. Like if you do something very simple and you're not technical, it's great. Like you can do a lot of, lot of things you can do. But sometimes you want to do like more programmery stuff where it's like, what is easy in code can be very hard in no code. That was like part of the frustration for like, okay, this can be so much easier if you can just write six lines of code instead of trying to like piece it together in this like UI or visual builder uh, interface. Yeah. One of the things I just ran into, like for actually for these podcasts and I do some YouTube videos as well is I, um, I get the, I, we have an editor and she gives us the edited video and then I transcribe it and um get a summary of that video via chat gpt and you can do that on zapier um or like make.com but i use zapier and uh just to do that was like uh, like really hard you have a user you have a user interface you think it'd be easy but right like so many options to use so many options to pick so many things you got to tweak like just doing that three-step process is very hard even though it's supposed to be easier so i think like mark's this 
uh, Lightyear can is sort of like can help with that if you have a little bit of programming experience. Yeah, and we do like we you you can write Go, but we like made it like a lot of easy level, a lot of like sort of um, called like abstracted functions, so like simple things like um, on new Slack message run the following code. Like you don't have to go through the entire Slack um, API design. Like we make it pretty approachable. Is it possible? For someone to use ChatGPT to write the code for them for your tool as well, you think? Well, even better, we use Copilot to write the product or the integrations. Wow. Um, so, um, what we have done, like what we, the basic setup is like we have like uh, automated a lot of things, of course, but we just take the documentation from um, a company you want to integrate with, let's say Slack, we just take all their documentation throw it in a code editor and then format it in a certain way where Copilot starts auto-completing uh, the integration for us, like the actual code, kind of looking at how we want to do things. So it, it does like all the boring stuff you don't want to do, basically. Uh, and then you still have to make the decisions on what to include and how you want to do this, but it saves like a lot of time and it keeps getting better. We keep getting better. and has become this somewhat automated process. So, but used to take like super long, we can do like new tools in like one or two days, including like documentation on the website. So that's, I think like it's like the new GPT-4, like it seems to like accelerate for us. So that's like one of the reasons we are all going for code basically. That's awesome. Cause like some of the, some of your competitors, not really your competitor, cause you, you guys have your own niche, but um like the big boys make and, and zapier they've got like hundreds and thousands of integrations like someone had to do all that like integration work yeah. back end so right and and it's the same code because you also use code to write it so it's not like this whole visual ui you have to build right there's nothing to design it's just the same typescript or javascript that we're using so i think that's that makes us like a little little faster i mean we don't have the amount of Zapier integrations of like, there's like 5,000, but we'll get there uh, uh, to like a good amount pretty, pretty fast now. Cool. Yeah, that's good. That's got to be a gigantic help to have that be written for you. That's awesome. But it's also fun, like having someone to help you. It's not like another human, but it kind of feels like a collaboration where someone does the suggestions and, and you're like sort of pleasantly surprised, like, oh, you got this like right from the first start. Like, okay, uh, it's sort of fun in a way. Uh, aside from being sort of faster and it gets it wrong totally sometimes, right? It, it suggests all kinds of nonsense and you're like, okay, but it's it generally, generally it has been pretty helpful. Now this Copilot, I haven't used it yet, I, even though I should, is it, um, does it have any kind of personality to it like at all, or is it just spit out the code and that's it? Well, as I understand it, it also trains on your behavior and it can look into, um, like the code directory if you want to. And I think there are like some plugins even, but uh, basically it will like kind of learn from the way you write code and it will, of course, recognize the language you're writing in. Um, so there is, there's like, and I think there's like, there's been like this new version announced for like quite a while. It's kind of hard to tell when they upgrade the products. Like there's not like, I'm not sure on which GPT version I am currently, uh, but it's like improving every, you know, every month or so. Mark, can you tell us a little bit just more about your background? 
Uh, you said you're overseas. Where did you grow up and, and how did you get uh, integrated okay. into into AI? Uh, the AI is only like a year old, it feels like, but it feels longer, right? Um, so I'm, I'm Dutch. I grew up in the Netherlands. Um, like worked with like sort of a computers early on and my parents weren't like technical at all. I had like a very uh, kind uncle that always helped me get unstuck when I brought the computer. He came over to fix it. So I like to like to try to build things with computers uh, from an early age. And I'm like primarily a designer. So I, throughout the years, I learned myself how to code in order to like make my own games or apps uh, just enough to kind of make things like a whole product. Um, so that's what I've been doing like for a very long time, like worked at different startups, started a lot of companies, some went well, lots of things you never heard from, of course, as these things go, <laughs> as this works out. Um, and then like four years ago, my wife, with my wife and son, we moved to Spain because we wanted to live a little bit more outdoors, which is quite hard in the Netherlands because there's not a whole lot of nature out there. Plus the climate is better here. Um, so that's what we did. So we got like a house on a nice piece of land, more outdoors um, and uh, getting to enjoy the sun uh, as well. So you said you got to, you, you dabbled in making some games. What were some of the games that you made? I mostly, I mostly tried to recreate games like, uh, like sort of Breakout or Pong, like the very basic stuff or like a platform game. Um, and they're all like this, like, well, they weren't called like knockout tools back back then, but you had like click and play and then multimedia fusion, like some, maybe some people will recognize this, but you can kind of like click together your um, games and like in sort of in a fast way without having to learn all the code. Um, and as I get a little further, then I, you know, understand programming a little better, but it was like a nice stepping stone. So mostly like recreating games uh, to teach how that, how that whole thing works. And one thing you did, Mark, I remember you had a really cool weather app on the iPhone store. Do you still have that? Yeah. Uh, the old one, no, it's no longer there. You mean okay. wild weather? I think so, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That was the first app. So that's how I really got into programming. Um, so I did this together with my wife. She's an illustrator. Um, and we had this sort of like fun side project idea uh, to create like a weather app together, but I didn't know how to go that well, only from like websites. So I had to learn Swift. Uh, and that's how I really, that's like seven years ago now. That's how I got like more like a program instead of like a, not knowing what I was doing. No, your design works really awesome. Um, is like, where do you see, um, I guess we'll sort of jump around here, but where do you see like design with AI going? You know, you can go on mid journey and, and Dolly three yeah. and create pretty incredible designs right now for things like uh, I just actually one of the, you know, like you mentioned, chat GPTs before the interview um, just came out last week. And I was playing around with one of them yesterday. It was like a logo maker. And I just said, yeah. like, it was a robot cupcake, um, robot cupcake company. And it made it this logo and it was a really nice looking logo. Like I was blown away yeah. by how good of a job it did. So what do you think? Uh, design, how is design going to with AI? I think they're like, it depends on who you are. Like if you're like not a designer and you're looking to get like a logo done or an app icon, it can get like pretty close to something that looks like great or especially like good enough. If you're not done, if like it's sort of like a side project and you don't have like the budget to spend to hire like a really good designer. So it gets like, it's, it's 
it can produce some really cool stuff. Um, and, and then like sort of more as a designer, I think for me, it's mostly a way to kind of kickstart ideas. Like let's say you want to design a logo or like a new app interface, like instead of like searching around for inspiration, which you kind of do anyway, these prompts can give you some like unexpected results, even if they're like a little funny um sometimes like they're not like the end product but they can really uh bring some new ideas to life definitely one of the one of the things it seems the one thing it seems to struggle with that designers do a much better job at is like giving it feedback because a lot of times uh you can go in and give a prompt for something for an image say you want to create a thumbnail or something like that it outputs it and there's one little thing you need to tweak and if you don't know how to use photoshop or something like that or even you know canva or figma like yeah. it's so hard to write a prompt to say just tweak this one part or change this one part like firefly has that in adobe but still like it's still you still need a human there to help you in those situations at least from my my experience yeah and that's why i think it's helpful like if you're like a programmer or designer like i think it's like a like i'm not afraid of it maybe in five years but right now uh, not so much because it's like you like to your point like you can you know what to ask for, or if the AI writes some code and you can program, you kind of tell if you're going in the wrong or right direction. Uh, and the same with design. So I think it's like a huge uh, benefit. If you're not a programmer, you try to like create a uh, program from scratch or like a designer, like you, you, you don't know what to look for, right? You don't know what, what is correct code. Are these colors like matching? Uh, but if you do, then it's like a, a really good help. No, one thing I think you do need help with the designer for, designer with is like the experience that you guys have with like contrast complementary colors, the the contrasting colors, like what everything, all the little tweaks behind things, uh, really make a difference in the final outcome of whether it be a website, a logo, or an image you have to edit. So um, yeah. eventually, the AI will be able to do all that little tweaking for you. But uh, right now, at least, I think the designer is still the way to go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're safe for now. For now, though, but what do you think? Like, do you think that's going to change? Like, you know, five, ten years from now, where you'll be more of a prompt manager than a designer? Uh, it's, it's. A, I have no idea, really. Like, it's so. It's kind of like the internet in the early days. Like, there's a lot of exciting stuff and and a, a lot of hype as well. Um, it's probably gonna like on the short term, like there's all these amazing things, but in the long term, it's probably gonna take longer than you would think to get to that. Like. Like where it's like really dependable, and because now it can be like hit and miss. Like it's gonna be very hard to get like to the last, let's say five or ten percent to make it, uh, where you can like really replace someone on like a good level. That's that's kind of what I think, but it's it's hard. Like if you want to talk about like last week with the whole open open AI release and and the whole new GPT thing. Like I've been impressed. Like this seems to be like a big step forward. I. I have this like little side project called Daily Four, which is like a um, uh, like a to do item um, app, which only allows you to have like four items at any given time to kind of help you focus. Um, and it's been sort of my playground to test AI stuff with. And I made like this uh, productivity coach based on that principle and some other stuff, and it got like really helpful. Like before then, it was like sort of like. A cool demo but i can see how this would actually work so it seems to be like uh like this last release seems to be like a pretty big step forward
So you made, did you, did you make a productivity coach with the chat GPTs? Yeah. I got a GPT uh, floating around, uh, yeah, since yesterday. Do you mind sharing the name of it? Is it public? Yes, it's public. Like it's called daily four. Um, and I'm not sure, like right now you need still need like the, the GPT plus subscription to access this, but apparently there's come, there's coming some, some like store or GPT thing you can visit. Um, but it's publicly available and some, some people have been, uh, been using it. Yeah. I think I was just, I just did a video on this last night is, uh, Right now, you can't go on ChatGPT and like search for GPT ChatGPTs. Um, yeah, you Google that name, it will come up. Like Google, uh, what is it again? Four uh, daily four daily yeah. four, and then just put like yeah. space GPT after it, and it'll probably come up in, in the Google search. Oh, so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like a lot of people are just creating GPTs now. Like it's 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 I'm seeing all kinds of interesting things, like uh, being able to learn uh, Spanish, like sort of this uh like this tutor kind of setup uh and like for programming and like uh, cooking like it's 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 fun to see what people are people are creating did you see that the humane ai pin that came out last week as well that i i did not see the presentation saw some yeah. stuff on, on on twitter yeah but it's using open ai from what i understand yeah. the cool thing about it was you mentioned translations is it would do if you wear this pin i could speak with someone in uh that speaks spanish that doesn't know english and vice versa and it translates on the fly. So it would translate their Spanish to English on the fly. And then I would respond in English to them. And then it would translate to Spanish back to them. So like in real time. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. I've seen some things on like, on like, a, like an iPhone app. But if it's like sort of more like sort of almost natural, like you don't have to sort of your phone for that, it could be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I guess it, it does already exist that technology. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Back to the, uh, the, the heart of everything, the light year. Yeah. Yeah. You, can you tell us a little bit how you got into the design work for that? Um, I forget if you mentioned or not already, but how did you, you and the co-founder get together and start this project? So my co-founder, Eric, we've known each other for seven years. So the way I got to know him was like, he had like a different startup and he needed a designer. So we got to work together and we worked really well. And at some point we said like, we should start a company together without like sort of having the idea yet. So we talked that talked about that and then like maybe like six months later he pitched me on this like early prototype for the integration uh software and i said like well, let's let's build this thing together so we got co found the company um and we've been building this whole thing um sort of in secret <laughs> and having some people on like a small list of like a small set of users like using it and improving with it so that's been like uh, over a year now um, so that's how I got to design the whole thing because we, we started together. And did you guys know each other from the Netherlands or? No, just like the internet. We did uh, met, we, we did met in the, in the U S uh, some, some years ago, but all through the internet. Yeah. So it is a U.S. based company then for the most yeah. part or? All right. Yeah. It's U S based. Yeah. So what is the specific problems that you've run into in trying to develop the problem or develop the project? And then how have you overcome those problems? Is there any big stumbling blocks that you've come up? Come across um like some products you create like it's okay if they don't work that well like to sort of like this early early stage thing but if the integrations don't work and you don't get your slack notifications then you're not going to be happy so it's i guess a bit more upfront work to make sure it works reliably reliably and well um and the other part would maybe getting like enough support for uh like integrations you know trying to 
you know you don't have to match Zapier, but you need like a, a few to make it like uh, versatile and, and useful so, for people so um the way we got around that is like using a thing called custom apps so you don't need us to add certain services or if like your own api for instance something like within your team or company you can also add it to the platform so we try to make it um sort of like you're not blocked by what we're doing like if you want to write your own service there that's like an option so that's so that's, that's one way we um kind of got around that roadblock of like, where do you start with with integrations and what are you guys working on right now what's the current next step uh we just finished the assistant api that we have support so i think it's rolling out today um so you can instead of using the gpt there's also like an api so if you if you program then you can create your own assistant through uh, our platform uh, so that's been like the um, uh, the I would say the bigger release for for this week and then being uh, generally available so you know no more wait list people can just sign up uh that's been a pretty big week for us very cool so we caught you at a decent time then <laughs> yeah very <laughs> and then uh we we kind of ask a lot of people this but um we like to get everybody's opinion people who are really immersed in this ai space where do you see ai going generally what's the direction of ai more generally some people think it's like AI relationships and characters and oh, yeah. some people think it's a doomsday. What, what do you think about this? I've been mostly approaching it from like a work perspective uh, because of like design and, and the whole whole Lightyear product. So I, I mostly see it as like a enabler or, or like if you think of like, um, if you're like a company which can be like you think like a bad scenario like but like if you're like new to programming you're like a junior developer i, I think it's going to be a little harder than it used to be because ai can do sort of more mundane tasks i would say that's may not be the the most positive thing uh or maybe you can learn a lot faster through ai it's kind of hard to tell but it's definitely some stuff where it's getting more capable which can be hard for for some people um so most like a work, I would say most from like a work perspective, that's kind of how I'm using it. I also have like a six year old who is, is does like, like if he has like this wild story idea and, and, and does like the, the official prompt of like sort of visualizing this, you know, like, uh, like the, the earth globe can talk and it's like bacon flying around that kind of stuff. It is fun to see that you, I mean, he likes to draw of course, and, and kind of support it, but like, being able to create all these funny, funny things uh, is, is, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool for him. Yeah, one of my favorite parts about AI is just exploring all the different tools. Some of the, yeah. and, I, and I always go to like the fun sections of the tools because I, I think it's pretty interesting. Some things you just never think of. That That's probably my favorite part of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I would say it's, I'm, I'm generally like excited about this. Like this, there's so much cool stuff people are doing, like seeing, now with these old GPTs, but like sort of all these services that people create, you did not think of. Um, so I get, I think I need to like look in like sort of more like a personal level, like what can I do? Like maybe when like you make food, like I saw one where you can list like I have like these six things in the fridge. What can you like cook today? Like that that is fun. Like uh, it might be interesting or not. Who knows? I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> right, I've seen like the the bartender one where it's like create your own types of drinks and right. 
kind of type in what you like and it'll give you some brand new recipe about i mean that stuff's really interesting i think there was a there's an ai girlfriend one so you can be <laughs> that's the name of gpt yeah it's ai girlfriend so i tried it for a, a video i was doing it said it was like well i can't officially be your girlfriend but i'll basically do everything a girlfriend would do i mean other than certain things but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the um like they had like chat one of the things chat gp chat gpt and OpenAI are, are doing a lot more is censoring things so it was pretty dumbed down a little bit but um yeah it's fascinating how many how many tools are out there for sure in terms of lightyear can you tell us a little bit about like what the what you see are the best use cases are mark of like someone that wants to use the tool like are there any specific examples that can really maybe help someone's productivity whether it be in their personal life or for business? Uh, well, because it's like, it's, it is like built for, for developers. There have been a lot of like workflows for developers. So like connecting, um, you know, productivity apps with their code, like GitHub to, to uh, Linear and Slack and being like really specific on how that works. So we've been seeing like um, people going like more beyond standard integrations and they really have like specific requests and how it should work um that's kind of where code for them shines we also have like the interesting thing where sometimes uh, more basic integrations don't work as expected from other platforms which i did not really uh, foresee but that has also been sometimes a reason why people switch um to lightyear so it's 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 mostly like trying to what would be very hard to expression express in like an official way where you like have like these building blocks and you're trying to tie them together and have like these weird ad cases that are very hard to capture that might be a very good reason to um, to use code and use light here that like has been one of the main things for us so it's almost like the tool the, the tool itself is the efficiency it is yeah it feels more natural like this whole facial part might be not so natural because the whole like if you're building software you're writing stuff you're writing code all day long and then you get to the part of integrations and you kind of have to like learn this new tool and it's all visual and that doesn't always work out and it's it's for developers but it's not like you can if you have a little bit of experience the code you guys have very clean code like you should be able to catch up to it fairly easily i would imagine i i'm i'm not like a, i don't consider myself to be an engineer uh like i can i can code i could not create light here uh, on my own so that's kind of like how i've been seeing it like i'm a designer i've been doing a few apps and then uh it's for me very easy to learn your like you i know i'm the co-founder so i'm pretty biased and deep into the product but it right. has been like when there's like like with the assist uh assistant api like playing with that it, it's uh very easy to pick up and we we spend like a good amount of time on documentation that's what like if you if you think of like being frustrated with other products, like having like outdated documentation or incomplete or non-working examples, we really try to make a good effort on, on making it a whole lot better. Uh, because I think that's like maybe the biggest uh, thing where you get judged on by other developers. Like if they can't get through the getting started tutorial, it's like unclear or it takes a very long time, you kind of sort of, um, like a very uh, bad impression yeah and sometimes those projects are so big that it's hard to like sift through everything that you need to get to like their documentation can be so thick whereas you you guys are a newer startup 
you don't have yeah. as many integrations, but that's can be a benefit in a way, you know? Like yeah, to... it is. Yeah. And then there's like Copilot. So if you, uh, if you're using, if you're like a programmer, and you're using Copilot, you will see that some of the integration work on Lightyear can be written, written by Copilot. So it kind of goes back and forth. Like it's one big sort of Copilot uh, uh, thing where like it, it, it yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Even if you're a, you're not a developer, you don't have hardly any understanding of code, but you're smart enough to like look at, read some documentation. Um, you could, and you don't even know Copilot, you could put the code into ChatGPT and it will help you as well. So if you, if you have familiarity, yeah. familiarity with ChatGPT, so you can do use it, um, that for code as well. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a cool, it's a really cool product. And like, if you, thanks. Yeah, it's, if you have any experience, anyone have like experience with Zapier or Make or something like that, um, and you get frustrated, Lightyear is a great alternative. Um, and again, if you look at the code, I know like I was give, I gave that example at the beginning of, of this podcast is like I was doing something to summarize podcasts and get a summary from it from it and write and have ChatGPT write a summary for me um, for YouTube for the YouTube description description. And it's just very, very hard in those tools, uh, even though it's supposed to yeah. be easy. And if you just like maybe give uh, Lightyear a try or for something like that or something similar, their documentation is very well done. So even if you don't, <clears throat> even if you don't know code, uh, it should be pretty clear on how to use it. Um, that, that was my take at least. Yeah. And we have like quite a few examples for every integration. I think they're like 20 GitHub examples. So. If you look at those examples, you have a pretty good idea of how it should work, or you get inspired on how to create your own uh, integrations. So that's like as a designer, has always helped me. Like learning, I try to learn to go to like a book, you know, mm -hmm. going through all the functions, and I'm like, I, I just want to make a weather app. Like, how do I make a weather app? Like, just show me an example. And that's kind of how I learn, how I learn best, and yeah. not for everybody, but like uh, that's one way uh, to approach this. Make it uh, sort of. Like you kind of want to have like this thing run run in a few minutes. Like if you try something new and not be through ten pages of like try uh, documentation. Someone recently I saw said the best way to learn is just try it, and then if you have a question about it, look it up on Google or the documentation. Yeah. Go as you know, play as you go. So, so Mark, um, what's your long term vision for this project? Where do you see it five year, five years, ten years down the road? Ten years, that's a long time. Uh, when it comes to like the integration part, it's it's easier and better done in code. And I think with AI, um, I think it's going to be even easier. Also, like if you're like not that experienced, you, there's so much like um, uh, AI can do for you, like writing your code. Like I imagine like that you can just prompt. Uh, the integration you want to create and it will like write the code for you. Like that's also fine with me. Like it's, and you can modify it. Like it's, that it will be like the somewhat longer term vision where you have to, if you want to write, write code, you can. If you don't want to write a lot of code, uh, have someone else do, do it for you. Um, so I feel, I feel like it's sort of going for us being able to create a product faster and for other people to use the product also fast, like it seems to go like a very like natural way. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of how, how we see it in like in 10 years, I don't know. I hope it will be very successful for us. Do you see a, a world where coding is no longer needed? Uh, unlikely, <laughs> less needed, or like there will be different use cases, like maybe the things we're doing right now will be like automated away, but there might be new challenges. 
or new things to develop or more complex things. So I think some of the maybe like sort of easier or, or basic things will go away uh, to some extent, but probably it's gonna, just going to be a whole lot more code uh, in the future. Is it possible you think Lightyear will come to a point where it will almost be like a chat GPT where, where you can like write a prompt and you say, I want to tie in yeah. these three products to do it for me? Yes, that that is something. But what we're experimenting, experimenting now is like giving a documentation from some other servers we want to integrate with, like read this documentation and write the integration for us using, you know, the structure we have in place or using these examples. That's kind of the first thing we're trying to prove. Um, and if that works, I, I would say the next step is that hey, you have some sort of integrated uh, prompt ability to write like integrations uh, for you. That would be uh, that is something we're experimenting with. Yeah, that'd be that'd be incredible. That would be yeah, if I, I would be amazing. Like, I mean, it's it's kind of like I think it's uh, especially after last week, I feel like a definitely a step close. Like it's it's going to be hard just to give like the GPT like a URL, like hey, go create this whole thing. But you know, it's certain steps and certain parts, it will be doing that more and more. I mean, just a few months ago, you couldn't use like Bing integration or search integration with ChatGPT, and you can do that now to ask for real-time data, so. Yeah, and you can have like very specific models for programming, or you may do something on your own. Like we're not like a, you know, a primary AI company, so I wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't be the, the best uh, use of time to try to create your own model, but I can see how that's gonna be more uh possible like these things are getting smaller and smaller and and uh you may be able to create your own model for your own product for the ai aspect of lightyear I, you guys are clearly aren't it's not your main focus uh, we understand that but, but what what aspects of ai um are being used in the product right now in terms of for the end customer like if they want to tie in to chat gpt they can do that it sounds like uh, what, is there anything else they can tie into that will help them with the AI aspect of things? Well, because it's like an integration thing, you can use, you could use something like get all the latest uh, issues from GitHub and summarize it using AI in like a sort of a daily digest and send it on Slack or like in an email. So you're like basically leveraging all these services. Um, so you can use as much AI as you think is is helpful to to the whole business and I will be adding more integrations right now that's been a bit a bit more on like the developer side of things but we have been adding like all the Google tools and there will be like more content stuff um, maybe even something for podcasting like we'll be adding like other areas as well where I mean I think you mentioned like I'm not sure if you're already doing this Ryan but like generating images for like the blog post or Twitter like I said like already automated at this point or do you still have like do this no I, I really i i was doing twitter posts for a while on my own like one every day and that was the one thing i struggled with the most is finding images and i could not yeah. find an ai tool to do, do that for me that did it well um so is it sounds like there's something out there that can do that now i don't know maybe gpt like i like i i think it's getting close i'm not sure if it's like do you want to have like an automated where it's like completely like independent and it will just do a Twitter and you kind of trust the image? Is that kind of the end goal? Or uh, That would be the ultimate end goal. Yeah, I don't think it's there yet. There's some tools out there. I think it's PostWise. It, it, they do that for you, but they're just, it, it seems to, it, the, the tweets, the end, the end tweet doesn't sound good. You can tell it's generated. 
Um, the main yeah. thing it struggles with is like, say if I said, find me five images about um, that humane pin that we talked about, the AI pin, uh, and just yeah. give me some stock photos for that. Like it, it won't do that. Um, or no. I haven't found a tool that will. So things like that would be a huge help in the, in the future. Um, and then like, I know the, the thumbnails are a lot better. There was a thumb, there's a thumbnail chat GPT and it did a pretty, I did test it one last night and it did a pretty, pretty, pretty great job. I was kind of blown away by the results. So everything's getting better very quickly. And that makes it so hard to predict. I, I think it still struggles with text. Like if you want to create yes. something that's like letters in it, then it gets like awkward. <laughs> you know, like misspell it or put a letter backwards and then, it, and then yeah. you love the image, but you want to get rid of Can the text. Like, oh, yeah. I don't do that. And they open Photoshop or something like oh, right. you're back to where you are. Yeah. Yes. Like with everything, uh, Lightyear, all, all these new tools, everything's progressing very quickly. So, uh, and if you want to promote anything, now's the time to do it, Mark. Like we were opening up sort of publicly today. So you can go to runlightyear.com. You can create a free account, uh, and have like uh, your first integration on the way pretty fast. The other big thing I would say is like, we have a development environment. So that's something that runs on your machine. It's free. There are no limits. You can write as many integrations as you want. And by the time you're ready, you can uh, run it on our platform. So like give it a try. It doesn't cost you anything. There's like a lot of cool examples out there and uh, we'll be adding more integrations very soon. All one word, runlightyear.com. Check out their project. Also subscribe to Ryan and I's weekday newsletter, fry-ai.com. You get weekday news the three top stories of the day, along with some cool tools and community interactions. So just thank you so much, Mark, for coming on today. We appreciate thank having you. you. And uh, we wish you the best of luck.